I'm Joshua Patterson, and this is the Service Please Snack. I think your main target audience are, you know, your Gen Zs and your Millennials. And I think Millennials, somewhat so, but I think Gen Z actually for them, when you have any conversations and understand it, it is about that idea of trust, about openness um, and just transparency. And I'd be intrigued to know how one's owner is able to basically maybe like, it's clear that obviously when I look at, look at it from the creation of the lifestyle and the editorial elements through the photography and the UX experience, it's so seamless and being able to have that conversation with people, it's clear that that's who you're marketing. But it's obviously how do you live to maybe the values in which they're experiencing in this day and age and things like that, do you think? I think you have to know your audience. I think our audience is still core millennial because they have the disposable income to go out. I think as much as you can look at the Gen Z market, um, Depends where you class Gen Z, that's also the problem. Like, in my head, Gen Z is 17, 18, and right now, they're probably just before uni. They don't, like, they might get inspired by, like, I don't know, some, like, really cool Instagrammable stuff on TikTok now, like, cool pasta. And, like, the Big Mama group does that really well. But I would say our audience is a slightly older market now. I think even when I went into it, I'm, like, millennial. And actually, 25 to 35, 35 to 45 is our core market because they've got money, they've been working. You know, it, Restaurants are expensive, prices are going up, so I don't, as much as I think the brand will attract Gen Z and it makes sense as a platform and they get the platform and the tech quicker, mm. I think the core audience in terms of the usage is actually older because you need money to go out to most of these restaurants. So it's a bit of both. And then I think, it's the, I think the editorial language, as we said earlier, about those conversations um, around diversity, that taps into Gen Z a lot more. And I think that's where that lends itself to. But I think in terms of the usage, it's that that audience will have to mature to be able to use it properly. Mm. The same with travel, like we launch more cities, but realistically, are your Gen Z, unless you're like a very large influencer, are you going to those cities? No, but are all of my friends probably doing weekend breaks throughout the summer? Yes, so they use it all the time. But again, that's disposable income. So I think that's, I think sometimes as these companies and platforms, it's, it's so easy to try and wanna be everything to everyone all the time. And I'm very clear about being razor sharp focused on many things so that we can achieve something. I think if you try and do everything, you're not going to achieve anything. So like, for example, as much as we have like a bit of a TikTok, we're growing it slowly. Like our core audience is still Instagram. We've done it well and we're still growing it. I'm not ignoring it, but I'm also not going to try and distract everything we've done to go and just go after a new platform. Completely, and I think from what I've heard, it's always very important to build up one and then you know take them across and things like that in that kind of respect as well when it comes to social media platforms. I think it's sense. just learning. Like I don't think you can do everything well. Like I also think it's not like I think you've got to find one of my friends gave me some advice. She was like, find someone who loves TikTok and wants to be on it because they'll they'll do better they'll do a better job because they love it. She was like, you don't love it, so how are you ever going to do it that well? Like I have my own torturous relationship with Instagram. I barely do that well. Because I, 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 like, I don't know, the reason sometimes why I love OneZone is we've built a platform that is not about social competition and you can't really compete, apart from like, have you been to more places than I have, which actually is quite fun. It's not showing off, it's not false, there's no false reality that you're entering into. Anyone can book these restaurants, anyone can go wherever you want. And I, that, it's just a really nice platform and I think it's quite a safe space away from all of that social world. And we spoke a little bit about, obviously, 
disposable income and maybe it's an yeah. older generation and stuff like that. But as potentially the Gen Zs and, and, and other people become maybe a little bit more financially free yeah. or have that disposable income or even what would be even beautiful, it's like they use the one owns app as that special occasion and they yeah, choose. Yeah, exactly. How is it that you're able to maintain that level of confidence within the people that are on the app, as in the restaurants and the bars and things like that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we curate everything ourselves. I mean, I think that, I think that quality and value is just hyper important. We, everyone always asks me how we do it. It's a bit of, it's a bit of like unique one's ownness. So one of my investors once said, how are you gonna curate on a mass scale because you need AU to understand what the one's own curation is. And I luckily now have an amazing head of curation who gets it and is now teaching her team of curators. There's there's kind of a two-throw thing here. The reason I built it in that I thought you should have an app that you would open and all of the values in there. We've done that hard work for you. Now I look a lot of, at a lot of the apps that have come out in this space and a lot of them try to be social apps. I think maybe to be the next Instagram, I don't know. But they're like, and I get why, because you would ask your friends for recommendations. They're like, all of your friends can put all your places. Now, my view is that everyone is busy, no one has time. If I said to you, put all of your 50 best places on their app, you'd be like, oh, I just can't be bothered. Like, people don't do that. So I was like, that's, n to me, I don't know how that's ever going to take off because the reason one zone is works is because it is our jobs to do that 24-7. So that value is in there. And we are constantly maintaining that curation, whether that's being out on the streets all of the time, looking at, I mean, we've built relationships where users will send places in all the time and again like let's say a hundred out of oh, that's a bad example like okay say a hundred out of a thousand come in it would flag so we're like okay cool enough it's coming in enough times for it to be useful we might have I might have friends who I, I know have a, have a one zone style taste so I will listen to them we know a lot of the restaurant PRs you know my business partner is the biggest food influencer in London so it all adds together to aid this curation and it is ever evolving that we do take places off, we do add places, but it is, that's the core part. If, if that curation goes, then we, we don't have a value because I think that's our value proposition. So yeah, it's a very hard question to answer, which is funny because it is the USP of the business, but that came down to essentially my curation at the beginning, which is now wider. And it's not Natasha Zone's Bible to the world. I didn't want it to be that. The reason it has my name in it, but I, don't do this that often because I wanted the app to stand for itself. I didn't want it to be known as Natasha's own because then it comes down to one person and it shouldn't be that. I say because I tried one day and the reason we got to great food, great vibe, great service is because those are three core things that I think matter to a great experience. I mean, it also went to looking at, look, we're an experienced generation. Yes, we have fine dining places on there, but I feel like Michelin was an older generation it responds differently. To, I, I feel like One Zone can be the next Michelin in terms of what that brand stands for to the next generation. We don't, we, we might not be going for fine dining dinners all the time or white tablecloths. We're eating out more. There's a lot more fast casual. It's a lot more real time. It's very, very hard to explain sometimes and pin down the power of One Zone, I think. I hope you enjoyed this service please snack from the full meal. I have a final favour if you wouldn't mind helping me out. Could you interact with this channel in any way which feels best for you? That could either be by subscribing, liking, or even commenting an idea for future episodes and topics you'd like to hear spoken about. This will help amplify the voice of the hospitality and wider food industry, enabling more people to understand the innovations and daily struggles of one of the most dynamic sectors, and of course, the tastiest. 
I'm Joshua Patterson, and that was Service Please.